The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, it's that time to chat to Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, and certainly there's plenty to talk about on today's show. Rolene, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Always great having you on board. Always great to be here. Okay, so let's start with the far-right member of the Knesset, Simcha Rothman, wanting a restraining order placed on 400 anti-government protesters. Yes, so he... He filed uh, this request with the court earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is alleging that protesters are persecuting him and spying on him. So basically he wants, uh, and apparently Yair Netanyahu as well, want a restraining order on these 400 protesters. And uh, he also wants WhatsApp groups uh, that support the protests to be shut as well. This was summarily denied by the judge who said you are a public figure mm-hmm. and you need to get used to criticism. Okay, so that's where that story starts and ends. So let's see how that transpires in the long run, Rolene. Right now, let's see what's going on with Israelis being outraged as the Prime Minister and family. This we actually carried in on our news bulletin today. Stay at the Waldorf Astoria on the taxpayer's behalf while the apartment is being renovated. Well, this has dominated the headlines mm. today. This, uh, across all the newspapers, Hebrew, English, whatever language, uh, everybody has been up in arms that the Prime Minister, who does own several uh, residences privately, is staying at the Waldorf Astoria, which is one of the most expensive hotels in Israel, yes. during a cost-of-living crisis. Uh, with his family, and he's doing it on the taxpayer's dime while his uh, uh, apartment or residence is renovated. Now, he says that it's, it's for protection, but, you know, this is a man who, who does have private residences that can be protected. Uh, this is, uh, uh, has also drawn a lot of criticism because his predecessor, uh, Yair um, Lapid, when during the renovations, he stayed in a small apartment close to the residence, just next door. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, there's a whole school of uh, criticism, of thought that um, you know it, it's not enough to say that this move is security related. You could have chosen to stay at one of your private residences. He has a private residence in Kasaria. Um, he could have rented an apartment for much cheaper. There are a number of different solutions to this other than using the taxpayer's money or the taxpayer's dime to, to fund this. Now, his office says that uh, alternative accommodations in Jerusalem um, uh, were investigated and the ultimate choice was the Waldorf Astoria. Mm. But, uh, you know, this is a prime minister who has faced a lot of criticism in the past and is actually currently on trial for alleged uh, bribery um, and uh, grafting charges. So it is not a good look for him. It, it is seen as extremely tone deaf mm-hmm. given that he is engaged in a legal trial with charges that surround gifts and money. And, um, you know, Israel, like every other country, is facing high inflation, a cost Mm. of living crisis. Do you really want to be staying at the Waldorf Astoria 
uh, while this is going on. It seems it's a political prerogative all over the world for that matter, only if you think about it, uh, no matter, as you've just said, no matter what's going on economically in one's country, uh, yes, they think they've got that uh, divine right to do as they please in, in, in such situations. But okay, let's see how that trans, how that uh, pans out and transpires until the next time we chat. In the meantime, why has there been an upsurge in Palestinian violence? Well, there, there are a lot of reasons. Mm. I think, you know, we need to take a, a, an analytical view of why we see a, a, an increase. And, and a lot of analysts, myself included, have been weighing in on this. Why have we seen such a huge increase? Well, first of all, uh, you have to look at uh, Palestinian society. You and I touched a little bit on it yesterday where we spoke about incitement which has been uh, epidemic mm. in Palestinian society for decades. Yes. Uh, you know, it's very easy to level blame at the state of Israel. You know, we, we look like the Goliath to, to the David. But it is a real issue when you have this incitement of hatred that comes from literally from from, from the, the the mother's milk uh, right into the careers of Palestinians. You know, it's, it's all stuff fomented by um, NGOs, by organisations like UNRWA, who do very little to to monitor and get rid of hate incitement in school textbooks, on broadcast media. Uh, you know, uh, the Incredible NGO, Palestinian Media Watch, has presented to several governments that are aware uh, of the level of incitement. And yes, mm. some have conditioned funding based on you, you, removing hate from textbooks, etc. But it's not enough. So there's that element. There is this pervasive, generational um, teaching of hatred against the Jewish people. You've also got it embedded in the charters, the founding charters of Hamas and the Gaza Strip and Fatah, the uh, Palestinian Authority in their charter. Well, you know, really... We also have to look at the fact that uh, virtually every Palestinian household is armed, has mm. weapons, and, and the ability to mobilize can happen uh, as quick as a flash. And then, of course, we have the Iranian influence. Mm. Now, we've heard the Prime Minister, the Defence Minister, uh, put the blame of rising terror uh, squarely at the foot of Iran. Iran is the world's biggest state sponsor of terrorism, although if you follow the, Al the Ayatollah al-Khamenei on uh, X, uh, he's absolutely... Uh, insane in, in, in that he tweeted out the other day that, you know, he has the largest counter-terror operation in the Iranian Revolution regard. Uh, I'm sure there were uh, many security officials in various countries spitting out their coffee yes. when, uh, when they saw that. And they have a vested interest in ensuring their proxies, Hamas in the Gaza Strip, Palestinian Islamic Jihad in the Gaza Strip, uh, Hamas elements within uh, the West Bank, the uh, the armed wing of Fatah, Lions Den, and various other terror factions. Uh, they have a vested interest in ensuring that mm. they're funded and that they keep active. And the real concern for us in Israel is 
what happens while we are in a state of uh, great divisions in mm. Israeli society, as you and I have been speaking mm-hmm. about, at what stage do they involve themselves in trying to shore up Arab Israelis who so far have stayed out of the fray sure. uh, to shore them up uh, against that. And we cannot dismiss, we have to talk about it because it mm. is a factor, the far-right element in, in Israel's government. We had one of the council members from Huwara uh, say the other day, uh, following the deaths of uh, father and son on, on Saturday, the murder, the brutal murder uh, of them in a car wash, saying, I am very sorry for, for these murders, he says, but you have to understand, when you have government officials, uh, and by this we can uh, talk about um, uh, Svi Fogel, Betzalel Smotrich, Itamar Ben-Gavir, basically sanctioning the burning down of Huwara, of Arab villages, mm-hmm. and, and not reining in Jewish extremists, yeah. you, you can understand why this is fueling more hatred and more violence. And it is an issue that our defense minister, the Shabak, the Mossad, have brought to the prime minister to say, you better rein these guys in because uh, their rhetoric is inflaming the, the, the fans of terror. Okay, Roline, as we always endeavor to do on our chat show, uh, let's just end off on some kind of a feel-good, uh, shall we say, story. More from the mayor of New York City's trip to Israel. This was uh, breaking news during the course of the afternoon. Tell us about that. Well, I don't know anybody who has been busier than the mayor of New York, <laughs> who is here on a, a trip. He's here on a multi-faith uh, visit. So it has been very moving to see him sure. at the, the Kotel, at the Wailing Wall, and also in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, visiting the Stone of Unction. This is, uh, uh, as you come into the, the church, this is believed to be the place where Jesus' body was laid mm-hmm. after he was taken off the, the cross. Very, very very holy mm-hmm. to, to Christians, uh, to Catholics. Uh, he was profoundly moved by this, uh, visiting Yad Vashem, meeting with officials. And, and, and he's a real lesson in diplomacy because he, he said, you know, I'm here to listen. He's listened to uh, settler leaders. He's listened to protest leaders. Mm-hmm. He's listened to everybody. And he says, you know, I'm not here to, to weigh in. I'm here just to to listen, a real lesson uh, for, for many people here while he looks to learn about how to combat anti-Semitism. He met with uh, the Prime Minister, he met with opposition leaders, he met with our President, President Herzog, earlier today. And very importantly, uh, because, you know, this is a country where we love to eat, he also <laughs> met with a, a number of startups, particularly startups, who are working on lab-grown meat-free meat. Okay. All right. I guess uh, we're going to be talking more about that sometime or another. Roland, we're going to have to. Anyway, I see the dog in the background is agreeing with us. Roland, always great chatting to you on uh, the afternoon overdrive. Roland Marks, correspondent from Israel, giving us the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land at the moment.